0: Welcome to Park City Church. You're listening to our weekly message, where we hope you'll be inspired and encouraged to know and follow Jesus and welcome and serve others. Thank you for tuning in. As we step into the passage, uh, I want to ask you to have a conversation with with a neighbor. Just take 30 seconds, through your mask, do the best you can to, you know, connect. Uh, When was the last time you went swimming? All right? Got it? So uh, on on the count of three, last time you went swimming with a neighbor, Go. All right. Hopefully you've had a chance to discuss it. We had that conversation with some folks over Zoom who will remain nameless, but some of it was like eight years ago. I mean, it, it was so long ago, and uh, that's great. So um, uh, our, our reading this morning, which Emily, thank you again for, for reading for us, uh, I, I think is an interesting space, uh, but, but the setting for this is a pool. Uh, and you heard a bit of description in the reading there uh, that this this pool that they, maybe was attached to springs, but this uh, around it, this uh, story that the angels would disturb the waters and uh, someone would jump in. If you were the first one in, you would you would you would be made whole. You would have life. And uh, it just got me thinking about uh, the pool. And I'll admit, again, just as a, a, a caveat here, I know that COVID has affected life in much more significant ways than uh, my access to the community pool. And I just want to grant that uh, up front. But one space in which it did raise a conversation in our family was my girls. Like the, I think I've shared here before, the whole, the whole like community pool was a new experience for us moving to the Midwest. I remember one loosely as a kid. Most of them were tied to like, the military base. Uh but the, the the community pool is like a hub of activity as a as a mainstay and like a summertime experience was, was really not a part of my experience. Uh, but it is a part of my kids. And COVID took it away. And there's one right right outside our neighborhood, and every time we drove by early on, every time, they'd be like I wish we could go swimming. Just a big empty cement hole, a reminder of like a different world, right, the way it, it could have been, this big, like, empty reminder, uh, again, n- acknowledging that it, it's been, it's impacted impact so much more significant. But out of that, we just, you know, kind of prompted some conversations, and uh, I just began to reflect on, like, you know, the pool was great, I love the pool, but what I, what I didn't like about the pool, and if you're a parent, maybe this resonates with you, or if you've avoided the pool for, like, 10 years, maybe this is why, uh, right, it's just, it took so much work to get there. Right. particularly when my kids, I have twins who are eight, they were a bit younger. Uh, it just took a lot of work to get to the pool, right? You'd, you'd get them suited up, which was great. Then you had to pack all the towels and the uh, the toys, man, round up all the pool toys. Did you have the goggles? Because they never put anything back. And so you're kind of scrambling to like find everything. And uh, then you got to pack snacks, right? Because you're going to be there for hours and uh, you got to get water. And then you get the fun bit of like sunscreen, right? Which again, it's just a a terrible. I love whoever invented the like spray right? I'm really grateful, but you'd do all that work, and then they'd be like, "I gotta go to the bathroom," and <laughs> you know, you, you start all over, and then you get to the pool, you think you're past that, and like someone's like, "I gotta go to the bathroom again," and, and it just took so much effort, uh, just just to get there, right? Just to get there, and and I, I think that feeling, like, f- follows us I- into the reading this morning. Right, as Emily read for us, this story in John's gospel. We learned this is a man who's been sick for 38 years. This is a space people who were people who were sick would come to find hope and and life. And you get the sense in Jesus' conversation with them that he's just doing the best he can just to get to the point right? He's just working really hard. I know, again, the context is a bit different, but, but this feeling, and I think maybe if I could start here just in a general space for all of us, is that, it, that really what I, what I hear a bit in his story is, is maybe something that resonates with, with our own experience, that, I mean, all of us, if we're honest, we're all, just, we're all just trying to get to the pool, right? We're just working really hard to get to that place where we hope things will be whole, right? And, and, and we see it here again, you know, 38 years old, or for, rather, for 38 years, been struggling with this illness. It, again, in a sense, he's just trying to hold it together. And it, it comes out in verse 7, right? So Jesus finds him and speaks to him and says to him, uh, you know, like, do you want to be well? And his answer, I think, is, is a, you know, interesting. Sir, I, I have no one to put me into the pool. And when the water is stirred up, you know, when I'm trying to get in, uh, I got no one to kind of help me down into the water. In a sense, you hear him saying, "Jesus, right? I'm, I'm just doing the best I can just to get here, right? It's taking all I got to hold the bits of my life, as broken as they are, together, and just make it to just make it to the edge of the pool. I'm just, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get to the pool. And and I, I wonder." As I think about it this morning, and maybe as you step into this story, if that's a space you can um, relate to, Uh, and we'll see it a a little more clearly, I hope, maybe with a bit more nuance as we step a little further into the passage, but whatever that context is for you, there's, there's probably a solid chance that all of us here, regardless of sort of what Instagram might say, that we're all just kind of doing our best to sort of hold life together. Right? We're, we're, in, in a sense, we're just working really hard to get to the pool, doing our best to kind of like keep all these things sort of uh, under under control. And and if we were in an honest conversation with Jesus this morning, and, and he says to us, you know, oh, don't you want to be well? We're like, oh, God, I'm just doing the best I can to even be here. Uh, and, and I feel like maybe perhaps for you, again, the individual details of your story may be a, a little different and unique to you. As they are to me, but that—that that is a, a space to which Jesus wants to speak this morning, just as he does for the man in our passes, the passage. It, it, it raises the question, right? So, as David mentioned, our theme uh, since Christmas has been when love comes to town, right? Again, it was a kind of BB King YouTube nod. I tried to get these folks up here to do it, but uh, uh, you know, they weren't confident we could pull it off, so. Um, uh, but but this this idea that that when uh, we 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 rested at Christmas Eve with with the with the familiar scripture, uh, the Word became flesh. God made Himself flesh and moved into the neighborhood, right, and made His His home with us, dwelt uh, among us. So then we've been sort of from there, we've stepped into the stories of John's Gospel where that promise is given that truth is stated and so what does it look like when God moves into the neighborhood as John tells the story what happens right and we've seen Jesus clean the temple we've seen him turn water into wine and last week uh heal a, a nobleman's son and this week we find him going to the pool right uh if there was ever an endorsement for the community pool in the midwest this is it um but so what what does it look like right if maybe if we again sort of step just into it a bit what does it look like when love when love when God made flesh steps into all of your effort and mine of just trying to hold it together what does it mean to to know that God became flesh and made his home with you in the middle of of all of that effort of just trying to get to the pool John's account um, this morning in this moment in the life of Jesus I think it gives us a bit of hope right, that, that when love comes to town, and this is the truth, if, if uh, I don't, I'm not always very good at sort of, I don't, I don't think, giving you like sort of points in an outline to write down, but if that's what you're hungry for, this is the thing to write down, right, that, that what, I, what I think John shows us in this story that we'll unpack here is that when, when love comes to town in the person of Jesus, he meets us where we are, and then he invites us into his rest. Right. So he, he he meets us, Jesus. This hasn't changed. He meets us where we are and he invites us into his uh, rest. And we'll, we'll kind of take each of those things in, in turn. I think we see the first uh, point sort of where we have already been, that, that he meets us where we are. It's interesting in contrast to the story last week. The nobleman seeking Jesus, maybe not knowing exactly what he was after, but man, he was—he he traveled far to get to Jesus because he was desperate for hope. But in this story, the, the the tables have turned. It's Jesus taking the initiative. That he shows up at this place in the in the midst of whatever the crowd may have been of people. It was clearly a thing people did. In the midst of all of that, Jesus shows up, and 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 Jesus initiates the conversation with this with this man. Uh, again, so in, in this moment, meeting us where we are. But, but I think one of the things I think is probably the most interesting about this story is, uh, is that this man, uh, in response to Jesus' engagement, uh, this man shows no signs of like faith. Right? So last week we read the story, Jesus acted on behalf of the nobleman, and and John told us, this man and his whole household believed Jesus. That he had fixed them, yes, but something in them had changed. Now they believed that he hadn't come just to fix them, to save them. He was was altering the trajectory of, of their life, but none of that shows up in this story. There is, there is no sort of like, oh, he finally came around and, and uh, the, the trusted Jesus. In, in, in fact, you, we kind of get the opposite, that, that this man, Jesus shows up in, in the telling of the story, Jesus shows up and he heals him and just sends him on his way. And then in the second paragraph that Emily read for us, uh, he, he has a conversation with religious leaders. And so Jesus has healed him. He said, "Pick up your mat." So he does this thing that uh, again had, had grown into a kind of prohibited law, right? Like he, like you can't. This is the Sabbath. This is a day of rest. You can't. You can't. You can't be doing that, right? And so he's confronted uh, by the religious leaders, and and in that conversation, they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, buddy, you're breaking the rules." And he's like, "Hey, hey, 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 right? Like, it, it wasn't me. It was him, right? <laughs> right." Then not only is there no like sign of faith, he's kind of like. Maybe just I don't know, kind of passing the buck, trying to stay out of trouble. Like wait, wait, wait. Okay, I, you know I didn't, I didn't make this happen. It, it was some other guy. I didn't even know who he was, right? Like it was, it, was, it was some other guy. And then as the story unfolds, right? So they go their separate ways, and the and the uh, it tells us that Jesus sought him out again. Again, Jesus takes the initiative. They're in the temple, and Jesus I don't know what what he was doing there. We, we don't really know but he sees he sees him again, and he speaks to him. Uh, Again, he's like, buddy, right? (laughs) Buddy, right? You keep sort of heading down this path, and and you're missing the point, he says, right? Something worse may happen to you, right? It sounds like a really sort of ominous word, but uh, there's a sense in which perhaps it feels like He's like, man, you're kind of caught up in like breaking the Sabbath rules and kind of worried about not offending the religious leaders. And he's trying to nudge him again a little bit deeper. Man, I'm here to fix so much so much more than that. Right? I want to restore what is so deeply broken in your life. Like you're getting lost in, in sort of all of this stuff and, and missing what I am trying to do in and, and for you. Kind of caught up in, in this space, he says, and I'm trying to offer you rest and restoration. And the man still... Right? No sign of change. It says that he leaves that conversation and goes back to the religious leaders. I know who the guy is now, right? Like, please just leave me alone, right? It was Jesus. Uh, again, I think we're back to where we were last week, right? Jesus trying to nudge this man. You need more than fixing. I'm here to save and restore, redeem, repair what is so deeply broken in your life that, that, that you will never be able to fix on your own. Jesus moving towards him, it's, it's really, I, I think, a really moving picture of what it means to trust Jesus, to believe, to believe what he, John has told us, that, that God has moved into your town. That that movement in the person of Jesus, right, that movement is, is a movement that, that meets us where we are, it acts on our behalf. He made this man well, irrespective of his response. And he did it, as we'll see, at personal cost to himself. Or it's just a beautiful picture of, of what grace looks like, of what it means to, to know, to trust that God has made himself flesh and come to bring life. That he, in this, in this sort of microcosm kind of moment, this really small particular moment, Jesus moved towards this man regardless of his response, and graciously intervenes, even at cost to himself, which which moves us, I think, kind of to that second truth, right? That we, that, that what does it look like when love comes to town? Well, well, he he meets us where we are, just as he's done for this man. But then he invites us into his rest, not anything we manufacture, not anything we can control, not any sort of thing we may build up or or, or kind of try to define on our own terms, right? He 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 kind of pushes through all of that and invites us into into his rest and and again this is where i think the conversation the conversation takes a, a rather you know a dark turn in the in the whole story of john and we've seen it happen already but but jesus tries to intervene in this man's life and then it sort of spins out into a, a confrontation with religious leaders about the sabbath and we didn't read these verses, but the rest of the chapter is a long conversation between Jesus and, and those specific religious authorities that this man has sort of run off to say, uh, Jesus is the guy you want, uh, around who Jesus is and, and God's rest, what God is purposed to do in the world. And, and, and Jesus is confronting them. Like, he says things in this passage. Like, you're searching the scriptures, you, you know, it flows out of this conversation. Like, you're looking for all these things, but, but, but these, uh, they point to me. I am the one offering life. Life. I and the Father uh, gets into all this conversation about the relationship between Jesus and, and, and his Father, that he is, he is the word made flesh, kind of coming to the front here in a moment of challenge that Jesus, as we've seen already, will, will set his life on a trajectory uh, for the cross. So, so again, right, uh, just to kind of stress what's happening here, this guy picks up his mat um out of the sort of god-given law of the old testament around rest as we so often do we'd kind of uh tradition had built up sort of rules and details so that well what does it mean to rest how do we define it what does it look like when you're not resting right this is a very human sort of pull in us and so they built up all these rules one of them included not carrying a mat and uh so jesus kind of pushes back against all that we're missing the point i'm not here to sort of like give you a manufactured rest i'm here to save right I am Sabbath it is something I created right that when love comes to town he says I I come to bring dead things to life just a few verses later and in this conversation around the Sabbath right he's like you guys are lost in all these details you're trying to sort of control it and manufacture it and define it which I get right that's what we do but he says look I, I come to you you believe me my word, he says. My word when I come to you as as eternal life in verse 24. Uh, not not a judgment, but, but when you trust me, he says you pass from death to life. It's a again, it's a, it's a, it's a I think a beautiful portrait of Jesus that I think that I think has relevance for your life and mine in 2021 in Overland Park. Your life as well if you're watching online. Um, I, I, here's, here's what I love about this story, all right? Here, here's, here's what I love about this story. It's, it's that everyone, everyone in this story gets it wrong, right? Everyone gets it wrong. Uh, everyone gets it wrong, right? So, so we started with this image of kind of scrambling just to get to the pool. And Jesus shows up into the space speaking life and rest, right, in, in, in a way that we're not prepared to hear and receive, working a miracle in this man's life, uh, but everyone gets it wrong, right? The man just seems to totally miss the point, right? Like he turns Jesus in, <laughs> just, again, shows no signs, right? We would expect, you know, I'm wondering if, does Jesus like calculate, all right, I'm gonna work for this guy and then he'll trust me, right? It didn't matter. Jesus was just kind of prodigal was the word. He just he just spread his mercy and grace in this man's life regardless of how he would respond. And the man missed it, made a mess of it. But he's not the only one, right? The, the religious leaders are doing the same thing, right? So this guy's like, I'm just trying to hold my life together. And, and the religious leaders are like, we got things under control, right? We have things well-defined. You're disrupting that, right? Everyone, everyone gets it wrong. They make they make a mess of it. And yet, and yet, the heart of this story is that Jesus still works life. It doesn't change how he responds to either of them. He still follows all the way through what he begins here, all the way to the cross, all the, all the way through of just laying his life down, sort of extravagantly, like giving his life and grace to whomever, regardless of the response amazes me in the story that he still works healing, that he still works his mercy and grace, that he extends the same invitation to the man who's just going to walk away that he does to the religious leaders. Trust me, he says. I am rest and I am life. So, I, I want to maybe ask you to consider, uh, we're going to close with a, with a song. Uh, maybe where you find yourself kind of in this story. My hunch is at different times, maybe all over the pages of this story. But maybe you're here or listening, and and uh, you, you resonate with. I'm just scrambling to hold it all together, right? I, I, I am, I am doing, it, I'm doing everything I can just to walk in the door on a Sunday. Right? Like the work it takes, uh, maybe to connect virtually, right? Like you're, you're, you're like, I'm, I'm doing what I can. It feels weird and different. I'm doing everything I can to try to just hold it together. Maybe parents and children trying to balance work and, and career and virtual school and COVID sort of uh, sensibilities and all these things. You're like, I, I'm just trying to hold it together. Maybe relationships are fraught and broken in your life. And like, I'm doing the best I can. I'm just, I'm just trying to hold it together. Just trying to get to the pool. I mean, really. Maybe that is you on an individual level. I think it's us on a corporate level. We get it so wrong. We're scrambling, right? The church has made a mess of race, right? We make a mess of politics. Like we are really good at getting it wrong. We're we're just, we're doing the best we can, bringing everything we got to the pool, trying to hold it all together. And inevitably we make a mess of it. Jesus speaks rest and life to you there. But maybe, maybe that's not where you are maybe we're sort of on the other end like the religious leaders maybe we're sort of caught up in kind of the, the phrase i, w- I want to use is like policing the sabbath right we, we're like i got things under control you know uh, i uh i got a pretty good grip on things things are, are good for me now i know it's bad for a lot of people but i i, I am i'm doing okay and and we are kind of white knuckled just uh that space, Whatever that definition of rest and life is for us, we are like, it's very clear to me. I have drawn very clear lines and, and I, you know, this is where your energy and effort go. It's a slightly different nuance from the man getting to the pool, but the root is the same. Whatever that picture of life and rest is, we are sort of, uh, you know, singularly focused and working hard to either bring it together or keep it together. And to both of those spaces, John's gospel, John's gospel, this story offer a different way forward for you and for me, a different way forward, a a way into trusting him and his definition of life and rest, trusting him, resting in his work and effort and not your own. I, uh, at some point in, uh, in the sort of, middle months of the last eight or so. It was around the girl's birthday and they wanted to swim so badly, right? They just wanted to get in a pool. And, uh, we were looking at trying to go somewhere and and long story short, we ended up at a hotel, like around the corner from the house. And, uh, we were the only ones there. The girls were none the wiser, right? uh, we didn't like blindfold or anything. I mean, they knew we were just a block from the house, but, but it was just, uh, you know, we we just we we committed, right? I mean, it's probably the most fun they've had in their short little lives, just jumping on the beds and throwing pizza on the floor. And, I mean, it was, you know, a raucous good time for an eight-year-old. And uh, but this pool, uh, this hotel, the pool was open and uh, outdoor, and we were the only ones there. I don't think we saw anyone uh, ever really, with the exception of one. We saw one mom and a little girl at, at the pool. And uh, we had been there a couple of days, and uh, at some point again, we, we were swimming, and this mom and little girl come, and you could tell the little girl just wanted to play. And it's COVID is awkward. You're like, do we talk to them? How close do we get? Right? Does the chlorine kill all the germs? Right? All of these questions, or like uh, swimming around. You know, can we be here? Like, you stay over there. And anyway, uh, you know, uh, we overcame some of that, and just had a conversation uh, with this with this mom, and she was traveling uh, across country, and we're talking with her. And uh, she's like, this is where we're from. This is where we're headed, yada, yada. And then she said, my brother just bought the hotel. And uh, so we're just staying here for a few nights. Right? I was like, oh, yes. Right? Uh, my, my brother just, just bought the hotel, right? And I think what Jesus says to that man, to those religious leaders, to you, is I own the pool, right? I created your life. Uh, I, I I bought the hotel, right? If you will just trust me, You will know life and you will know rest. All that effort and work, I know. I know, right? He doesn't judge the man, right? He doesn't, like, he, he just invites him to trust. Like, I know it's taking everything you got to either get here or to hold it together. But he says, if you'll just trust me, I am life and I am rest. Thank you for listening to the Park City Church Podcast. To learn more about our church and or to find ways to get involved in our community, Visit us at parkcitykc.com or follow us on social media at parkcitykc.